Hi everyone, I'm here with Miss Anumaila. She is a social worker and she comes from Kerala. Um, today we're going to be discussing a little bit about um, the stigma surrounding mental health in South Asians. So, um, hi Anu, how are you? Hi, hi Ria. Um, so let's begin. My first question for you is just, I, we, I just want my viewers to get to know you. So what made you want to pursue psychology? Tell me a little bit about yourself, about your story. Just Well, you could say where I'm from. Uh, I'm actually, uh, I'm from Kerala. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Malayali and um, I'm South Asian. And I have, uh, I'm a migra- immigrant. I've, I've been here since uh, 1984. Okay. Um, so bringing us back to like the topic of South Asian mental health, um, how prevalent do you think uh, mental health is, illness is in the South Asian population? In South Asian countries ranges from anywhere between 4 to 36%. And um, however, the actual prevalence may be higher uh, because uh, in, in our community, in the South Asian uh, community, we, we have a stigma associated with mental health. Um, and of course, there's a lack of access to mental health resources in, in the South Asia region. Uh, so it's important to note that these cultural and societal factors can affect the presentation, recognition, and treatment of mental health conditions in the South Asian population. So the main objective, as we like reiterated over and over again, yep. of our organization is to break those stigmas that you were talking about in our culture. Yeah. And that one huge one being mental health. Like I know a lot of people, even like myself with like certain aunties and uncles, I've realized like they say like, um, like it's more of like a very suck it up attitude in like our culture. And I just found that like something that we very much need to address, especially for teenagers, especially with how prevalent mental health is in our society. And I feel like it always has been. It's only just been shut down. Yes. Um, so what are your thoughts on how mental health is viewed in Indian families and what can we do better to change that? You know, your example, Ria, that you brought up was uh, exactly what um, I had an example of. Um, I have someone that I know that um, is a social worker, is South Asian, had a daughter who was having uh, having an issue with, with uh, going to college. She was having, you know, um, trouble with all the classes and all the pressure of uh, being a freshman. And she was like really struggling with it. And this person, she she's educated. She's in the field. She told her daughter, uh, you're, you're not an American, so you can't be having this kind of problem. So um, if you think about it, why do you want to go talk about your problems to someone else? Like, why would you do that? Uh, that doesn't make sense. You talk to mommy and papa, that's it. Or you talk to your family, you talk to your you know, cousins, that's it. You don't need to go talk to a stranger. That stranger is going to go tell everybody or, you know, that stranger is, is, what are they going to do? We know you. We love you. We're your family. We're your parents. We can guide you. They don't know what to, how to guide you. So mental health issues are often not recognized uh, or addressed, in, in, especially in our community where we don't even talk about it. Um, and individuals who suffer from these type of conditions may face significant uh, social and cultural barriers to seeking this type of help. So to um, improve the situation, it is important to educate individuals and families about mental health and destigmatize, like exactly what we were talking about before, about these conditions. 
So if you have to take, uh, you, you know, a, a mood enhancer drug or, you know, um, some something to stabilize your mood, uh, if you're feeling depressed and you're doing everything and you, you may need medication, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, if you had diabetes, you need to take, uh, you know, medication for that or if you had hypertension or if you had any other issues, like, you know, health-wise, this is, it should be considered the same way, you know, to, it should, there should be less stigma. Um, going back to the, your question, this, these kind of things can be done in various means, such as community awareness programs, some things like you're doing, uh, media campaigns, um, uh, providing access to mental health resources and services, and of course, encouraging open and honest discussion about mental health within families and communities can also create um, a supportive environment for those who are struggling. Um, and it's crucial to address the systemic and cultural factors that contribute to the stigma uh, surrounding uh, mental health in the South Asian community, such as belief that mental health problems are a personal weakness. Like, you know, like they said, just, you know, uh, suck it up, just get over it. Uh, we all been through it. Like, you know, there's, get over it, that's it. Uh, or a result of, uh, you know, sometimes uh, our faith, um, our faith background may think that it is because of a supernatural cause. Uh, it could be, you know, we, there, there's, a, there's like a saying like, oh, what did you do in your previous life to, for you to get like this? Like, they, they can't, or someone put a, you know, nazar on you, like some kind of eye on you or something, black, uh, black eye, evil eye on you or something like that, where, you know, like you, there's, it's never really uh, addressed. It's never really talked about. It's always pushed to the side or, or like you said, just get over it. So addressing these types of beliefs and promoting a more inclusive and empathetic understanding of mental health can um, help create a more supportive environment for individuals and families affected by mental health conditions. Sorry, that took a little bit longer. <laughs> well, that was a really good answer. Like, especially like the, I've, I've even noticed like the Nazar thing. I was just thinking about the Saul Al-Haram and I was like. Exactly. Like, you know, I mean, those types of superstitions, like, um, it still is, it's even though we're in America, we are, you know, it's, it's still, the culture part is still uh, a strong uh, influence. And, you know, um, and if something, if you are not feeling well, if you're feeling low, or, you know, if you're, um, what is this, uh, you have a low mood or you're depressed or you're anxious or you're having panic attacks, it, you know, there, there are ways through it, through, you know, with, with the help that you can get through a mental health provider. It's time we stop making excuses for it. Yep, exactly. Um, and then, okay, I feel like you addressed like what psychological barriers also prevent South Asians yeah. from help and treatment. Yeah, yeah, we kind of talked about that. But yeah. you know, I can add, um, we talked about stigma. We talk about like a lack of awareness. Like what exactly is this? Like what exactly is mental, mental wellness? what is mental health and uh, why is it that, when is it that we seek uh, help? From being a South Asian, we are not taught preventative measures, right? Only, only I think now, like when the, um, what is that, uh, maybe the younger generation, but the older generation, it's like, why am I going to the doctor? I'm okay. We now we have things like you know okay we need to go get our heart checked out we have you know like our yearly physical um, and make sure that everything is okay we you know those those kind of that that thought that 
um, that thought in our mind is not, it's not uh, put in there from our parents. Our parents, for the most part, would be like, if it's not broken, why fix it? Why try to, there's nothing to be fixed, right? Like, I'm okay, I'm feeling good, I'm okay. Right. Without knowing that, you know, you could be okay, but your, your blood pressure could be sky high. You may not be symptomatic. Uh, your cholesterol might also be high, and, and you need to be aware that these, you know, if you need to take medicine or if you need to make dietary changes or increase exercise or, you know, any of those things, if we don't go to the doctor and if we don't do a blood work or if we don't do that annual checkup. Um, and usually it's, that's, and if, from our community, they, they don't run to the doctor. It's not, you know, like the way I think uh, other cultures uh, are more open to going to the doctor. Right. Yeah. Um, and also lack of access, language barriers, right? Like the, um, you know, for, uh, for, uh, for, you know, to even find a South Asian therapist is difficult. Um, for some, because uh, even my clients like to, for them to find me was, you know, it's like, uh, it's, it's tough. Uh, tough to find someone that can relate to your culture, can relate to what is, uh, what is actually, what, you know, what, what you and I have been gone, you know, have experienced growing up, being, being immigrants, parents, um, children, and, uh, you know, coming from that, from that background. So you know, to have that relatability is sometimes difficult to find. Yeah. And just, you know, South Asians are not, we're not uh, putting a lot into the mental health, um, um, you know, um, community or, you know, the, the whole process, we're not, they're not, they're not putting money into it. There's not money, there's not programs, you know, um, it's not out there. And actually, when I started the whole, my MSW, I said, I, I want to reach the South Asian community. So bringing back to like, what I'm trying to do with my organization is extend it like this. Right now we're talking about mental health, but I also want to talk about like sexuality and like all those other topics that you discussed kind yeah. of, um, and like kind of destigmatize that as well yeah. and just address it. Yeah. Um, so what advice would you give to adolescents who may not feel accepted regarding like, first you can talk about their mental health also, but their sexuality as well. Okay, so um, in our community, there's no talk about sex. There's no talk to talk about like uh, sexuality. They, I don't think there's even like a word for that. Like in our, in any of our, I don't know. Like I can, I can say, Sexuality, I don't think there's a word for it. Like maybe there's for gender or, or like having sex, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's no thing like, okay, you're, you're, you're a man, you're a woman, you have heterosexual sex, you know, like that's it, hetero, yeah, heterosexual sex and that's it. There's no, there's nothing past that. So for our younger, the generation who is struggling with this, the first thing I will say as a therapist is to connect with others, connect with your peers in your, their, their, you know, in, in your high school, um, in your own, you know, arena, like where you can connect with others who are um, having questions or who are, you know, there's guidance counselors, there are counselors available in schools. You can always reach out to them. And they can, if they are not, if you feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable, or if they, if you feel like they're not the, you know, right person, they can, you know, you can ask them to guide you somewhere else. 
And um, like, so that's like the connection I would, I would definitely recommend. And then the next one would be to seek some sort of a professional help. Uh, sometimes as teens, we're not sure what's happening, where we are. There's a lot of confusion, a lot of questions, and a lot of like, uh, it's like everything is blurry. Nothing is clear. There's no straight line to, uh, to an answer. Um, for those times, you might just need a, you know, uh, a short term, a uh, few, few therapy sessions just to just process what's going on with you, process like how you're feeling, what you're feeling, and where to go from it. So, you know, seeking professional help, um, educating yourself. Like if you are, you, the, the world is, you know, available to you in your, in your palm on a phone. So you can definitely look up stuff, look up, look up, you know, information and try to educate yourself. Learning more about mental health and how it's related to sexuality can, you know, help you better understand and accept yourself. Okay. Um, uh, someone, you know, surrounding yourself with people who are supportive, understanding and accepting. Um, avoid people who are negative, unsupportive, disrespectful, uh, judgy. Uh, as they can make your, you know, if you're, if you're finding some time that is challenging, it can even feel uh, more overwhelming if you have like negative people around you, toxic, you know, um, toxic, toxic energy, people giving you negative feedback. So it's important to seek help and support when you need it and to be kind and patient with yourself as you navigate through these uh, challenges um, and know that you're not alone. Uh, and there are many, there are many resources available to help you. It's, you know, it's you finding them and using them. Yeah, agreed. Um, when I was like researching about this topic, actually, I was like, I was like thinking about should I do this, should I not do this? Like, how will it be viewed in my community? Um, and I, but then like the thing that really pushed me over the edge was I read this one story um, and it was like published on like a big magazine about this um, child who couldn't come out to like, he was Indian and he couldn't come out about his sexuality, so he committed suicide. And then after that, I was like, I have to do this. Like, I have to prevent things like this. So, <clears throat> sorry. So I'm really hoping that with this, like, once I can like send this out, even if I'm only helping a few people, like at least like they can hear your words and it'll make a difference. And that is just very, I have to say, so wonderful. And uh, uh, and uh, you know, just to see your enthusiasm and just to uh, feel your empathy for you know for your peers that that uh, and and that you actually took uh, initiative you know to do this uh, is is really um, you know noteworthy and just you know I have to I have to say it's really wonderful of you to go ahead and do this you know so since it's hard for South Asians specifically to seek mental health services especially mm -hmm. kids our age with like our parents and stuff. Yep. What strategies can be implemented to make these mental health services more accessible to South Asians and SASH teens? Yeah. Uh, so as um, I think I don't want to sound like a broken record, but um, just in our community, if there's more dialogue and more, um, more conversations about like, you know, oh, my, my daughter was struggling with this. Or my, you know, my cousin uh, was was struggling with that, um, and you know, this is what they did. And and if there's like a gentleness, if there is a patience, if there is support, and there's understanding, if we get rid of that stigma, one family at a time, 
uh, that would be the first, you know, first step. Reduce the stigma. Um, and, and teams like, like what you're doing right now will help. I can't say how much, but it will help. Um, uh, and then you're bringing, you're bringing awareness now that as teens, as South Asian teens, you, your peers, me, myself, when I was a teen, my peers, we all w had our struggles and it would have been great if we had some, somewhere like a resource to talk and, or just to feel that I can talk to even my parents about this. It's um, it is tough. It will be tough, but you're 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 starting to make you know like slow baby steps. Even though this is huge, it is you know it is a step towards uh, you know like you said, maybe if if this will reach one to two or twenty or thirty, whoever whoever it reaches, even if it is just one person who feels like you know oh someone is actually listening to me or someone will hear me and will understand what I'm you know what I'm going through. And uh, so I wanted to also, um, I was taking my phone for, uh, for this. Uh, there is a, um, there's a Society for Adolescent Health and Medicine. Um, I can email you the, it's, it's uh, what you need to do is the, the webpage is called adolescenthealth.org. Okay. Adolescenthealth.org. Um, if you go there, there are many, uh, uh, ref, you know, re reference pages, links, and uh, different organizations that can um, that can help with, uh, you know, with with just if you're an adolescent, go to the page and see what what you can get, um, what you need help with. Like if you if it is about sexuality, if it is about, um, you know, just I'm not I don't know I'm I, I'm struggling I'm you know I can't get through whatever I'm feeling I, I need to process I I need help. Any of those, you know, suicide, suicidal thoughts, ideations, anything like that. Um, there are there are there, you know, um, numbers and uh, links to, you know, click and you you know you'll be finding some sort of help. So I'm hoping that you know you'll be able to pass this on. Whoever's yeah. listening can can go to that go to their webpage and uh, get some some sort of support. That's great. That's a good resource. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, I think that's pretty much all I had, but you are amazing. Thank you so much. I feel like well, thank you. You're, you're amazing. I want to say that, you know, um, having this forum and, um, you know, making this, uh, you know, just taking the effort and taking time and reaching out to me and, you know, uh, and just doing this is just a, a step forward in, in all the amazing things that you're going to be doing. Thank you so much. Sure. Thank you for I'm your talking to you. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.